Hello, I'm Andy McLeod. Hang on, are you saying I'm Andy McLeod, I'm Andrew Hollingworth, or shall I say and I'm Andrew Hollingworth? It's probably best yeah. it's probably best to say and. And I'm Andrew Hollingworth. Welcome to Freelance, the podcast where we invite guests to discuss the highs and lows of working freelance. How do you get started? How do you survive? How do you not lose all faith in humanity along the way? This week, we chat with actor and motion capture performer Keith Higginbottom about travel lodges, doing what you want, and beer. Hope you all enjoy. How you doing, Keith? You all right? Yeah. How, was, right. Your, how was your morning? You've had a bit of a morning, haven't you? Bit of a nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was fun-ish. So I got up um, and, uh, you know, tried to be good, go to the gym and all that. Left my keys at home because uh, the girlfriend and the roommate were supposed to be at home because I was going to be back before they go. Uh, so I went to the gym, worked my ass off, uh, ran shows, back. Exactly. Shows. Cheers, looking, man. Looking really good. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put it on Instagram later. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, yeah. Uh, and then I, uh, yeah, so I ran back. Um, I, I had an hour and a half to get ready before I'd come here and uh, knocked on the door. There's no one, no one's answering the door. So I called up. Um, called up my roommate and uh, I said, where are you? He said, oh, I've already got out. And I, now I know my girlfriend is, is when she sleeps, that's it. Right? <laughs> so like, if she's asleep, you have to like shake her like so bad. Um, well, it's just so much really, until uh, she wakes up. And then, uh, and uh, so I'm standing there and I ring the doorbell, calling her up, I called her up 24 times. Uh, and I was pressing the doorbell just continuously like this. And then I had to, Talked to the neighbour and I said, excuse me, have you got a ladder? So we left our window open at the top, so I'm on the second floor facing it. Presumably your neighbours know who you are, they don't just think you're a Well, the thing is, I don't know because I'm wearing, you know, just kind of uh, tracksuit bottoms and a a vest and stuff like (laughs) that, looking a bit sweaty with a bag trying to get into a house. As long as you weren't wearing like black and white stripes and a little mask. I might have been. I don't don't think they they have those anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit conspicuous, that. (laughs) Uh, But no, and then, uh, so yeah, to to that last time and then, her ladder was too small, so she didn't help me out. Uh, so I was going downstairs, I got another ladder and I had to use some of my parkour skills, which I have none of, <laughs> to get through the window. And uh, got in with uh, like 40 minutes to spare. Did you have so, to break the window? No, no, it was open luckily, which was lucky because I told, uh, I told my roommates and stuff as they went to bed last night, can you make sure to close the window in case we get burgled? Which is, you know, shows you how easy it is to what get into my house. A beautiful, beautiful irony that is. That is, yeah. <laughs> and then of course, then I was trying to get here and stuff and then everything goes wrong when you're already late anyway and blah, 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 blah. But now I'm here, well, I'm ready and prepared. We are all, that is all good. Not a problem at all. Um, just, a, I've got a, a thing about your name. Yes. Right, on the medias, you yeah. have a middle name. Alexi. Is that real? Yes. What's the origins of that? Uh, so, comedian Alexi Sale. You know, brilliant. Yeah. He's from my hometown. Yeah, there you go. Big Alexi self fan. My mum and dad. If you're listening, Alexi, <laughs> <laughs> we're big fans. You're a big influence. Huge fan. Huge fan. Um, you so, won't listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll tag him in it. So we asked him. I'm not so, sure he's on social media. He's uh, quite right on, isn't he? I'm not sure. Yeah, he's we'll post it. We'll send it in the post. I can't say I've searched for him. I will do after this. We'll <laughs> yeah. You can do some stuff at the Soho yeah. and stuff. Write in, email in, if anybody knows. She's <laughs> <laughs> on. That was weird. Anyway, <laughs> I'm on the show. That makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, we could get him on. I'm sure he's on. Anyway, we've got Keith here. Yeah, so no, yeah. yeah, so go on. So, so. Uh, yeah, no, so basically my mum and dad just really into um, uh, uh, Rick Mayle and Adrian Edmonton. Brilliant. And the young ones and stuff like that. And they loved uh, Alexi Sale so much that they gave me, uh, well, gave me his first name as his, well, it's my middle name. His first name, my middle name. Amazing. I didn't expect that. I thought yeah. it was like Russian heritage or something like that. Nothing there. at all to do with Russia, no. me, no. It's just cool. It's, it's just cool. It's just cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's more interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm really happy with that. It's not my not my stage name or anything like that. It's just uh, it's just there. I just like to remind myself I have that name. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Uh, grew up in South East London ish. I say South East London. It's more like Kent. So, uh, <laughs> I grew up in Zone Five, South East London. Uh, was it Petswood, um, Bromley area? So kind of like a bit of both. Bit of countryside, bit of suburbs. Best of both worlds. Yeah, like, so that's like me. I live in Loughton's, like oh yeah, 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 forest but central line. So, yeah, see, that's uh, nice though. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. the forest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, forest it's good. I used to live because I used to live in Loughton as well, like 
because that's where I went to drama, school, to drama school. And uh, and I did like I did enjoy that kind of like oh I can I can go to the big city, but also I can chill out in this quite rural area. Yeah, see, that's why I live in South East. You know, yeah, it's still, good because it's sort of so like do you, that. Do you still live relatively near to where you grew up now? Um, not really near. I mean, it's it's relatively easy to get to by car, I guess. Um, it's a lot nearer than you know South London is to North London. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, the where I live now is definitely more kind of in. It's actually where my mum and dad grew up when they were younger and stuff. So well, where you are now? Yeah. Oh, cool. So uh, that's yeah. It's really nice there. Like, you got loads of like open spaces, parks and stuff like that, and it's relatively easy to get anywhere. You have got the overground and stuff. But, cool. You know, no no underground, but can't yeah, well, luxury, it. can we? South, <laughs> South London, innit? Yeah. You, can't, you can't have you can't have everything or no. anything in certain parts. <laughs> but this isn't a political podcast. So we're going to talk about. Southwest trains, <laughs> yeah. how rubbish they are. Anyway, um, so what was it like for a, a kid around the kind of Bromley, Petswood ends? Um, yeah, it was plenty to do. Plenty, plenty to. to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, we used to. I mean, just did that thing of being younger, you know, going out and getting getting drunk, getting pissed. Um, uh, over the age of eighteen, I assume. Over the age, age of uh, eighteen. Um, <laughs> Which is what I lived up to when I was I was living in Pittsburgh till I was twenty two. Okay. So twenty eight now. So yeah, post eighteen, obvs. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that I did. You mentioned before we started recording that you did some skating as well. Yeah, that, I used to do a bit of skating. Of yeah, we used to go around there, Crystal Palace, lots of uh, skating around there. We used to do it around churches and stuff. Um, broke my arm the first time I got on a skateboard. It was quite <laughs> fun. So my my dad got me a skateboard in. Bromley, and he said, oh, yeah, Keith, go down this, uh, this is what my dad sounds like, uh, he goes, oh, Keith, go down this hill. I said, all right, then, uh, I was only 13 at the time, no, 12, maybe even younger, 10. Not even a teenager. Not even a teenager. Even a teenager. And he pushed me down the hill, <laughs> like a villain, and uh, <laughs> it all went in slow motion, I flipped, I went backwards, I smacked my arm on the ground, I got up. And my arm was dead, and I was worried. Uh, my mum was worried, but he said, "Nah, stop being a wimp." So we walked along, and uh, he got me an ice cream and stuff like that. And uh, it was a good couple of hours before we realised my arm was broken. I'd rather um, have a, a good arm than an ice cream, but you know, each I, their own. Yeah, you know, to a, be work, honest, a working limb <laughs> is probably. But you also you know, you know, right? Like, have we all broken? Have we all broken limbs? Broken Cut my collarbone. Around here? About eight. Oh, but that's worse. I don't argue. That's shocking. That. Mm. But yeah. like, but yeah, no. When you you know when you broke like even as a kid, you, I broke my arm when I was about twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was like, oh, I broke my arm. <laughs> it was a football injury. And yeah, like yeah. Some, a bigger boy landed on me. I always wanted to break my arm as a kid because I was jealous of kids that had a cast and could get it signed. What? No else. <laughs> Do you not get? I totally get that. I was like, yeah. yeah was someone like, comes in with a broken arm. It's a solid. Arm, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of also girls, man. Like, I was 12 when I broke my arm, and girls in a sixth form are like coming up to me and going, Oh, but and I was like, I was like swanning it around, drawing little like, hearts on your uh, the business. I never had any cousin. experience of women uh, around <laughs> no, that age, that's, so that's, uh, that's just, just a shame. Yeah, no, it was yeah. sad. I'm not saying anything happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's uh, oh, that's fine. God. No, it's good, it, it is good though, having uh, one of those casters next to you, feel like a proper bad man, badass. Speaking yeah. of, Speaking of school, what was school like for you? How did um, that go down? Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, I guess, um, so I've been acting since I was like, what, uh, probably about seven. And so I was seven? doing, wow. yeah, yeah. So I was doing uh, Italian comedy Saturday. Oh, yeah, I've heard about yeah. I've heard, I know a few people who've done that. Yeah. So I remember my mum and dad took me in there when I was five, first time trying to get me to you know, join it when I was younger, and I just bawled my eyes out and screamed and said I would never go in there and didn't but then eventually it was kind of you know I was quite a big kid when I was 10 I weighed 10 stone okay so you can imagine that's yeah it's quite a fat kid and uh, <laughs> so I just used to sort of make people yeah. laugh and stuff I used quite a lot from money on stature yeah yeah, well, yeah, right? no, yeah I was short man do you know what I mean I was like <laughs> I was a ten-year-old. But no offence. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I was ten, ten with a uh, yeah, ten being ten stone was uh, pretty mad. And so I used to just sort of make people laugh all the time and uh, and stuff. So that kind of was like school as well, and kind of like in between being academic and sort of vocational myself. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not kind of like you know the top end of the academics. I'm not, but I'm definitely more into the sort of creative sides anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of kind of got me through school. You know, I think. 
we all kind of gone through a bit of bullying maybe and stuff and I had that you know primary school I had it a bit you know uh, in secondary school was a bit of you know, bust up with people and stuff mm. and but you know it kind of evens out I think and I think that you know you, eventually you then become the bully so you then become a bully <laughs> and then you are you know you're the you're the man on campus and uh, that's how I got no it's not bullying's, <laughs> bullying's bad kids <laughs> yeah, yeah don't do that any of that um, but um, yeah no so yeah it was fine I was just uh, and then um, yeah and then I went to went to do my uh, was it um, national diploma or whatever it is in drama at college instead of going to sixth form what college was oh, that cool. uh, West Kent College and is that quite good for performing arts is yeah I mean it was relatively good yeah I mean um, it was easy. Was it on your <laughs> radar for a while? Like, were you? Like... It, it wasn't, to be honest. No, because I, I mean, I did my. So I did an extra GCSE. So I did it outside of school. So I had to do my drama GCSE outside of school because. Is it because the school didn't do it? No, they did it. Or... I just wanted to do. I, I can't remember what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something else, and it was easier to sort of do that as well as an extra. So I just yeah. did that on Saturdays. So I had eleven GCSEs rather than ten oh, or whatever. I'm not even sure you're allowed to do that anymore, are you? You're not. I don't. I don't, I don't I'd have to look it up, but I think. We'll probably get emailed in now. Like, mm. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> can. <laughs> but yeah. um, we're just not smart enough. We were never no. given that option. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. no, I th- that, yeah, I think that's really. But no, the so you said about West Kent though. Is it a yeah. place to go? I mean, I, my sixth form um, actually went to the same school as David Bowie. There you go. Not at the same time. No, that was he was much older than me. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, the, the sixth form wasn't really kind of geared towards drama. I did a, I did the drama course there, and it was sixty percent written and forty percent practical. And I wasn't particularly good at that, and I got an E mm. in uh, that. So then I just kind of went to this, and I knew a few people that kind of went uh, to West Kent to do that kind of thing, and it was great. You know, you kind of um, it was easy, and you know, as I guess a lot of the stuff is around that age anyway you want to have more fun anyway and doing that kind of stuff and that's what I did that's the point isn't it yeah. it's, escape, it's escapism at that point isn't that's it, it. That's, I think that's true of everybody mm-hmm. um, did you before um, just go back a little bit before you got, you got to college did you so from the age of seven you say you, you started doing stuff and you got to, to, to the con, to the Italian Conti classes mm-hmm. had you always had acting always been around in your life but in the intervening times or what's that in between like seven. in between being seven when you started and going to, and, and going to college yeah so yeah always, pretty much man yeah it was like all the time uh, yeah i mean it every kind of uh, weekend and stuff was taken up with acting obviously because of italian conti mm-hmm. so i was always in shows you know my agent that i have now taught me acting when i was eight yeah so wow you know so that's, that was going to be i was going to ask if there yeah, was yeah. anyone like sort of big influence yeah yeah I mean when you were growing up he I mean he believed in me and stuff you know he gave me roles to do like you know Brutus and stuff like that when Mm. I was like 10 you know um, always had like some you know really really believed in me and stuff like that you know and that's why I just kind of carried on doing it and it was sort of an escape that's so cool and this is the thing as well that this is what annoys me about having said this isn't a political podcast I'm now going to make quite a blatant political (laughs) point I think it, it's frustrating because you don't have to go into acting as a career to, as a kid, reap the benefits of what performing does for no, you. Exactly, yeah, and, yeah. and it's just, I mean, it's now even not even getting to the stage where it's not encouraged, it's like actively discouraged, and mm. things are being cut, and kids aren't allowed the same opportunities that, that, maybe, that maybe we had, and mm. it, just unlo- it just unlocks something. Potentially, not yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Obviously, of course, it isn't. But nothing never is. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's brilliant when you hear stories of those mm-hmm. sort of individuals who are still, and they still yeah. exist. There's still yeah, people yeah. doing that for for people around now, where they're just trying to go. Well, just give this thing a go, mm-hmm. and just you know, to be able to, we've all got to, you know, we've all got to go for job interviews. We've all got to, we've all got to speak in public in inverted commas at some part of our lives yeah, to yeah. get to a thing that we want to do, to get to like another stage, and. Mm. Um, Performing can just unlock that little bit of confidence that you might not know is there, and yeah, it's just it's it's a shame that some kids don't really get that chance at the moment. But anyway, that's a bit of a tangent, but um, it's true though. Yeah, it's true. It's sad. It is sad when you see that people don't get the same opportunities and stuff. Yeah, um, but you know, I think eventually, if you want to find it, you'll find it. Yeah, I think I so. So when you were at, uh, when you were at work, let's go back to West Kent. Yeah. Uh, did you do the sort of standard? Was that 
Was that, was that like a BTEC? Was that like a Yeah, B, yeah. What was it BTEC National Diploma. And did you do all the subjects as well? No, no, just did drama. So, you know, just that really. Yeah, was it, was it um, drama like where it's like performing arts? Does that include like dance and, and singing we as well? Actually, was yeah. it, it was mainly drama. We were singing as well. Yeah. We didn't. Was it singing? Do you know what? It's so. It just feels so long ago now. Uh, I mean, it was 11 years ago now, so it's a long time. But. I think we did a bit of singing, but there definitely wasn't much movement or dancing at that time. Yeah, if I remember, there was a lot of actually. Um, there was a lot of kind of. Um, it was encouraged to sort of create your own work and devise your own work. Actually, a lot mm. of the time, and we did that as well, um, which was fun. Um, but no, I can't remember much sort of like. I guess kind of like drama schoolish kind of training. Mm. It wasn't really like that, to be honest. But yeah, it's great to get those opportunities, though, isn't it? like to be able to sort of make stuff for yourself because again even whether you go into the industry or not like that's quite an important quite important you've got to be able to sort of let your mind go crazy yeah. and create things do you know what I mean absolutely yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I'm working so with people as well isn't it yeah. like having that dialogue with people and it's and tough that, man that especially bit of respect and being able to listen to other people's perspectives and all that yeah you can you know you you sort of learn how to deal with people as well sort of people who who aren't like you you know who aren't kind of I guess extroverts you get mm -hmm. to learn you know what introverts are like you know you get to know they are as valuable um, to you know to, to 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 a group of creative process than anyone else you know I guess that's kind of a misconception that people are like well if you're an introvert then you know I'm introverted a lot of the time mm -hmm. I like you know mm -hmm. I, I I'm not a really big party animal and stuff, but then sometimes I'm extroverted. But I just think it's always great when you're in those situations, um, you know, in a creative situation and stuff, to be able to work with people towards a common goal. And you've got, you know, you have to kind of uh, adhere to their way of working and they have to work with you. And then you can kind of meet people in all walks of life that you know how to deal with and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and get along with. So. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, what, so how many years was West Kent? Three. Three years. So how old were you when you finished? So I did, I did, uh, so I did school and I did a year of, uh, uh, what should we call it, a uh, year of A-levels or AS-levels. Right. So then yeah. I left and then I went there. So I was, I was like 20. Oh, so you started your BTEC like a year later than you Yeah, than I would have done. Would have done. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you would have been, mm. yeah, yeah, 19 exactly. probably. Yeah, nineteen twenty or something like that. Yeah, I guess. No, because what I was, no, coming to, it was two years. It wasn't three years, it was two years. Of course it was. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I was about nineteen then. Yeah, nineteen twenty. Yeah. And did you finish? Did you get the yeah qualification? Yeah, I got the, the got the old triple D, which was good. Um, which right. you know up there. So that was when I started auditioning for drama school as well. I mean, I didn't get drama school for about five, six years of trying. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, around that time. After that, I went to go and work at the London. No, I didn't. I went to go and work with Quantum Theatre. I don't know if you know them. Yeah, I see theory. a lot of their job posts come up. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, they do a lot of work with schools, don't they? They do, yeah, I mean, they mainly do work with schools yeah. most of the time. Sort of like science shows and... How was, and stuff. How was working with them? How was that? Uh, well, you know, it was a learning curve. Yeah. You lear I learned so much. And also, as well, I was so much younger than people... Uh, than everyone else was working there because everyone had actually gone to drama school and stuff. I was only 19 at the time and um, I'd also, I hadn't been driving for that long either right. and you had to drive a van as well uh, and it was, uh, you know, it kind of got you into, it kind of gave you a really good work ethic because, you know, instead of, I guess, like normal touring where you would stay away for the evening, you would always go home in the evening. Um, okay, yeah. and wow. you'd always be getting up in the morning so That's a lot, lot of the time it would be in London or most of the time it would be in Kent sort of area. So it was places you could drive to in the day. It was, but it was sort of like, you know, can you imagine driving to... Getting up at I five or whatever. Yeah, to, yeah driving to, to like Hawkehurst in Kent for, I think it's in Kent, not in Sussex. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, like, you know, you're getting up at six, I well, know, about half four in the morning to mm. sort of leave at half five wow. to go to these places, to the schools, and then you're not getting back until seven, eight yeah. o'clock at night, and then you've yeah. got to do it again for the week, I mean, you know. It's tough oh. enough, it's tough enough getting up and Travel lodges, isn't it? But yeah, so at, so Andy and I know each other. Something we, all know about. Um, we we met doing a tour with the Young Shakespeare Company. I worked with them as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, you're in a travel lodge every night. Um, you did do, we did do a few London schools where you just at home, but mainly they're all bookings elsewhere in the country. But that's it. Yeah. Um, even and they that, we still had early mornings when you were like ten minutes away from the school. Yeah. Um, and they look after you though, don't they? I suppose you're you're sort of you're, you're all right. 
you're all right. I think that with the with oh. quantum theater, I think that you know that uh, the thing is with those guys, it was my first job and stuff, and so yeah, um, I you know you're with one other person as well, and she I mean, she was like ten years older than me, I think the person I was with, um, but. I feel like when it's your first job and you're that young and you sort of just kind of like wide-eyed about the industry and stuff, you don't feel confident in yourself to be able to kind of uh, argue your point, kind of bring up issues, um, kind of, you know, and it, you don't know that it's okay to say sort of like no to some situations, yeah, especially yeah. if it's not helping you out. And it's like, you know, really stressful and stuff, especially when it comes to sort of, you know, there, there would be a certain amount of space you could you, you had to have to, for it to work in the hall because we had half a ton of set I mean literally half a ton of set we had to it would take us at least 45 minutes to bring that stuff in two people set it up and then perform you know and then when the place is like you know kind of like arms you know with length you know width uh, wide sorry um, and you're trying to set it up in that kind of place and then you're supposed to do the show and everyone's supposed to be fine and you feel like you can't say anything it kind of does get a bit frustrating it's but it does make you it does it does put kind of a really good work ethic into you and, and, and kind of makes you realise what hard work really is I guess yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I took from quantum theatre you can also take for granted the things like when if you are working in theatre and you've got like a whole tech team behind you absolutely and you've done all that hard work before you've even come well, in well that's the thing you know and it was the first time I'd because you know I was also quite you know ignorant as a kid and stuff you know just wanted to just do the acting all the time and stuff like that you never really realise that when you especially when you're doing those sort of touring tours you're only doing sort of two hours worth of performance a day and then everything else is the setting up it's doing the lights it's doing you know blah 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 and and that is why, you know, that's why it's, I think it's like great for any actor to do that kind of work mm. because it really teaches you how to, how everyone feels and how everyone works to, towards making a show, you know? Yeah. It, it's so funny, isn't it? When you, without slagging anybody off, but I'm sure we've all worked with them, when you do get quite a nice theatre job and you turn up and you do the play and you, and you have a drink, you go home, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's bliss. And you're, you know, Present company accepted. Like we're all we're all really appreciative when that happens because yeah, yeah. of the experiences that you've just described. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you, it's funny when you get those people who are, expect that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. a bit like, oh dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to pick up on something you said just in the lead up to that about uh, apply to drama school. Oh yeah. Uh, year on year and getting. Not getting, not getting there, not getting there. Yeah. What kept you reapplying? What kept you going? I think, um, I guess, I don't know. I think at the time, I, I think at the start, I believed that I could do it. As time went on and it wasn't happening, I believed, I, I just couldn't see any other way of me getting into the industry or doing it. Um, so it wasn't about trying to, you know, if I could do it anymore, it was just kind of like, I guess, a desperation. Um, and it was only like the last year when I was just like, you know, I can't, can't fucking do this anymore. I can't be asked to, to keep trying if I'm going to keep getting knocked back all the time. And um, that was actually the, the year that I got in. But it was actually the time, though, that I, because I didn't do a normal, um, uh, I guess, a, a kind of normal kind of acting well, drama school sort of acting BA I did uh, an American theatre arts course which okay. was a different kind of uh, kettle official together so so I didn't technically get into kind of like you know the straight acting courses either um, and the reason I got into that was because I started doing a part-time course uh, well I was actually doing a foundation degree at West Kent again right. um, and I yeah yeah I was doing this part-time course at Rose Bruford and the guy that was teaching the part-time acting course um, was uh, working on the American Theatre Arts course and said that I should audition for it. So I pretty much got in that way. Um, but yeah, but as you say, yeah, yeah, why do you, you know, why do you keep doing it? And, you know, what did you think and stuff? It was just, I guess you, you start off thinking one thing and then you kind of, as the, as it starts wearing you down, mm -hmm. you start thinking other things. You know, did you have anyone that was, that told you to give up or be like, come on, nah. it's been five years now? Never. Opposite question then, did you have people that were encouraging you, go, hey, go for it again, go for Always, it again. yeah. I mean, I have to thank my parents for that and my, you know, my grandparents and stuff, you know, God rest their souls, um, my grandparents. Um, they were so supportive 
and would constantly be like, you know, you get, you know, you're gonna get it, so don't you don't don't worry about it. You're good enough. You know, my agent as well. He was still kind of there all through the years of me growing up and stuff and trying to get into drama school. You know, he was he was there trying to get me into you know the first kind of drama school was the first time round. You know, it was always getting into the last round and stuff like that. But you know, it was always kind of you know maybe it's not this year but next year. And so I always had that positive kind of influence. It's tough because with most auditions, you're it's almost like you've just got that one shot. Exactly. And yeah, you yeah. can you can mess it up or you can be like, oh, I know I've done that better. I know yeah. I could have done that better. And then the other way around, you do get some people that slip through the net and just pull off an amazing audition. And then when they get to drama school, they're not like that's it. They're ready not... for it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that I mean, you'll you'll see that all over the place, though. Even in you know, even in the industry, even when you're watching people kind of you know do do auditions and stuff like that, you know, you can slam one audition because I think there's a lot of times, well, if you've got like a really good tutor or teacher and stuff, they can tell you exact things, you know, exact you know what you have to do exactly, and to make it kind of spectacular and stuff, then you might not you might not have had enough experience or kind of be knowledgeable enough about, you know, uh, performing to be able to recreate that in another sense, you know, with another monologue or another in a scene and stuff in the future. So yeah. it comes down to the technique, as, of course, like, yeah, more, yeah. like your acting technique more so than your talent. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think technique's a massive part of it. Mm. And I think that life experience is a massive part of it. And I just think that that unless you, you've had any kind of experience, you know, I've, Hell, man, I tried five, six years to get into drama, you know, well, five years to get into drama school or something like that, and it, it all through that time I was working as an actor still, I'm still doing it, do you know what I mean? Mm. And you know, now looking back on it, I'm like, you know, I'm freaking out trying to get into drama school all this bloody time, but actually, I was making money, yeah, yeah, you know, but I, you know, I was, I was doing at that time, I was doing better than, than some people I know that had, had finished drama school because I was working as a bloody actor. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. But then it's still it's still in your head that it's imperative that you got to go to drama school. Yeah, and I don't yeah. necessarily believe that anymore. And I think, but I think it takes the experience of maybe going to drama school before you realise that. So and that, was, <laughs> that was going to be what I was going to lead on to. How did you find it once you got there? Um, so it's a different sort of thing altogether. I mean, it is it was very very academic in a way but we actually did more seems acting. like you've not been able to avoid the acting yeah 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 no man entire... that's it yeah I'm just like come on I better do it yeah. but I do I do I'm sort of get up and say <laughs> words in a funny voice yeah, exactly stop making, making me, me write things. stop making me write about it <laughs> but you know I think what we did that's what we're doing you by the way yeah no no no, no it's good it's good so basically, we actually did loads of loads of like performing. Yeah, there wasn't actually much. The thing is, with the, with this course as well, there was um, there were there were a few kind of skills classes. So there were kind of uh, you know the movement classes, the voice classes, um, uh, and stuff like that. But there wasn't as much as if you would if you were on the kind of straight acting course. So we only did like one lesson loads a week of mm. each thing, and the rest of it was actually a lot of. Um, uh, kind of like play studies, you know, they're like script studying and, okay. and, and, and about authors and stupid uh, question, but I'm, it's all American authors and stuff. Well, not, not necessarily. No? no, 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 no. So we, you start off by learning about, um, the American theater arts. You learn about all the American, uh, playwrights, um, sort of learn a lot about the, uh, American politics, history, um, all sorts of things, um, but then as well after that. So we you uh, you go to America for six months. So we, I lived in Texas for six months of the uh, second year, mm -hmm. and um, and then after that you come back and you kind of uh, compare the American uh, theatre arts and film or whatever to British and European theatre. So we did loads of European theatre as well, loads of British theatre, and uh, yeah, and that that was it basically. And it was kind of like the difference between the two and kind of learning. Um, techniques and, and learning kind of sort of like the context of each country's and you know um, you know writing history and stuff so I fucked that up anyway <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that's... and this was Rose Bruford right yeah Rose yeah. Bruford yeah yeah uh, but no but saying how like I felt, felt about it I I was ecstatic about it first of all I was getting in you know reading all the books I could on mm. um, American history and stuff then after a while kind of my I was getting to the point of well as as well that where my sort of interest in theatre and stuff just started waning and I mean I got first for my degree which is really nice it was all that bloody academic work um, <laughs> <laughs> but after that I just I don't know what happened I guess I kind of lost my love for it a bit 
the performance sides mm. and the theatre sides. But that can happen when it becomes such work. Was yeah, it, it? yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Was, was any of that, I don't want to ask too much of a leading question, but was any of that to do with, because obviously we chat about kind of freelance life and freelance lifestyle and it's a very specific way of living your life. Was there anything about, was it the job itself that you felt like you got disillusioned by or was, was there more to it than that? Yeah, I think there was more, more to it. I mean, I was, so like before that, I, I did a foundation degree, which is just pointless. It just didn't do anything for me anyway. Um, it was kind of like to fill the gap in between times. Um, but I was, you know, I was working at the London Dungeons okay. um, for a bit, and that was paying me all right and stuff, so get money from that. Were you then, in the, the, like one of the scare attractions in there? Yeah, I was yeah. third, so you, you get I've, like I've 10 done, different I've ones. done that, at two, I've worked at two swords. Have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. The same. It's, it's the two types of things you can do there so you can be like a scare like one of the scare actors mm. or you can sometimes they do little shows don't they so you have like a I was, in, I was in Sherlock Holmes the same ah. I was in Sherlock Holmes yeah we, were, really? we, we, we did sort of you yeah. had ten different scripts yeah. and then you sort of would repeat the same script for like an hour and fifteen minutes and then I started in summer as well, so you know we were getting two thousand people through the door every day. Peak season. Yeah, man, it was. Yeah, it was sweaty in there. Imagine yeah. dressing up and all your all your rags and stuff like that, and having like all blood over your face and all the makeup dripping down. And yeah, it was hardcore, man. I love struggle. I'm sweating now. Do you know what? It was great though because it was it was a bit like rep. Yeah. You know? It was a bit like rep, and like because you're we were at the same time as doing those shows. If there were, if there was times where you know we were changing, you know, like a new, there was a new uh, ride coming in, or if there was, you know, an event like Halloween or something like that, we would be rehearsing sometimes in the evening to learn the new kind of scripts and stuff before mm-hmm. we were doing it next time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that was for me, that was some great kind of experiences uh, as an actor. That was a great experience as an actor and learnt loads there as well. But as you were saying about, sorry, going back to what you were saying, but you know, was there something else that stopped me mm-hmm. wanting to be an actor? It was actually, most of it was kind of not, I guess the, the this, uh, this oh, I don't know, like not being able to, feeling like you can't do what you want to do all the time. Yeah. So feeling like you're kind of trapped because- like You're not in charge of your own career sometimes. No, exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. So That's like, so, but, I mean, I was lucky, I, as soon as I finished Bruford, I was, you know, I had the agent, then I was straight in with the YSC. It was a fucking great experience, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Really, really great company. Amazing company. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Christopher Geeler. Christopher we'll, Geeler. We'll tag them in. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, they, are, they're up, they are absolutely lovely. They are brilliant. And it was fantastic. But, you know, that's, so, you know, you're working with them six months of the year, I mm-hmm. guess. And then... Uh, and then there's like the summer period and stuff like that, and you know, um, and that was that was hard. And then I worked with another company called Antic Disposition, uh, which is great. Uh, it's more Shakespeare, which is weird. I hardly did any Shakespeare except for when I was in Texas. I, I did Romeo and Juliet, but not much, obviously, because yeah. it was Jamaica Theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, doing. Um, but then you know, in between those times as well, you feel like you can't go on holiday ish. You can't. You feel like you can't really get away. You feel like you can't be sort of off at any time it's that worry of missing out isn't it, is it like, is, what if yeah. next week is the one where I get that big film but also as well you, you know you got, you got you're, and your agent right, rightly so is like you know if you, if you want to go somewhere so they're like well you know I need you around because mm-hmm. this thing's coming up soon this mm-hmm. is the thing's coming up soon so you know you were you know I felt like kind of caged in by that and it kind of just kept getting worse and worse and also the lack of money in those summer periods while I'm waiting for the other thing to happen and then also doing these kind of part-time jobs and stuff I didn't really want to do. What, I was like, is this going to be like this forever? What sort of part-time jobs? I mean, you mentioned Two Swords, but uh, Two Swords, sorry, that was me. Yeah. You mentioned The Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously there's a creative... It's mainly bar work. There's a creative element to that, so bar work. Yeah, mainly bar work. But the thing is, I, I, I was getting really into a bar because I'm really into beer. I'm mm-hmm. really into beer. I love my craft beer. Um, mm. Too much, maybe, sometimes. But yeah, I love it. And so that was kind of like, you know, it was kind of a good thing to get into. But because I wasn't in it full time, it was always kind of like the back bar thing. You kind of just, you were kind of just there to sort of make the money and stuff. And it kind of, you don't feel, you don't feel like you're really wanted there. And I think a lot of people as well don't take you particularly seriously if you tell them that you're a performer and stuff. So they're like, all right, what are you doing now? 
And that, that is exactly yeah, I how I felt that, yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And so then after that, you know, it, was, uh, it kind of went for the two years, two and a half years. And then I did the last tour with the YSC, went to Gibraltar mm. um, with them. And then I just said, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. Uh, I think it was, uh, I got an audition for, I just said I couldn't do the tour in life anymore. It was, it was sending me mad. Mm. Because as well, being in Travelodges for a year of your life, as mm. much as I love it, seeing everyone, you know, going out, having a drink and stuff in the evenings and stuff like that, really chilling out, you know, exploring new places and mm. stuff. I feel like a lot of the time, sometimes you'll be with people that you maybe can't kind of do the exploring with mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and you feel kind of mm -hmm. pigeonholed that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much a homey to a person. I like my house. I like yeah, my, yeah. my creature comforts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that was getting on top of me. And then it was just kind of like getting... And after doing, you know, two, two and a bit years in, in you know, theatre and education and stuff like that, I kind of, I was a bit worried that, even though it's a great thing and I absolutely loved it, I was a bit worried that there was nothing else for me, really. I felt like I, and, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I, I wanted to do maybe, you know, something to do with voice, we were talking about something to do, you know, with, you know, some other way of doing it, but I had no idea of how to do it. Mm. And so it just kind of all crumpled and I went, well, fuck this, I'm not, I just can't do it anymore. I'm going to do what I think I wanted to do, and that was run a pub. So I did. I, I I became assistant manager of the Craft Beer Co. Um, for about eight months. And you just walked. You managed to walk into that job. I, I was there for about two weeks, three weeks, and I just kept saying to God, "Give uh, you know I can manage this. Just give me a give me a job. Give me a job. Give me a job. Like make just promote me." And he's yeah. just like. Uh, eventually, just went. Do you want this? Do you want to take this job? The just just to shut you up, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> Probably. Um, and then, of course, the thing is, actually, I was saying that fucking like when you when you are doing that kind of job because I've never had a managed managerial role before, and when I kind of went into that, I had no fucking clue what I was doing, and it's so <laughs> scary. I was saying to him, I was like, I've been on stage in front of you know, you know, fifteen hundred people, and then and then you're, then I'm doing this, and I find this more terrifying. Yeah. Because you can't do all the paperwork and stuff like that, and you're trying to get all the good beers in, and you're trying to talk to all these people um, about you know their new beers, and you're trying to make all the customers happy, you're trying to make sure your staff's happy. Oh my god! And I thought it was something I wanted to do. You know, um, I thought it was something I wanted a to do. A lot of admin. Yeah, a lot of admin, man. <laughs> that's, that's so brilliant about the like the, the being being to your to your boss like here's a job, here's a job, here's a job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. That's like a that's like a sort of potted version of what we do as actors, but we do it digitally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna but say like, that. Because like, going back to the guilt yeah, thing, yeah, go, yeah. you're like you sort of you 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 feel guilty for having like a day off where you're that's like, it, I haven't yeah. yeah. out today. <laughs> oh, I don't deserve this career. It's like it's like, oh man, just have a break. Yeah, like, everyone else is allowed. You have a real life as well. Do you know you have, really? yeah. It's and like, if you're always chasing something yeah. if you're always going to chase it then you ain't living your life and in my opinion yeah. if you're not living your life then what's the point mm. but um Absolutely. but you know I, that's what i was going to say about mm. the kind of you know i was chasing this guy telling him poking him pretty much every day in the chest going promote me i'm i could do it you know and i was always terrified to do that as a performer with directors cast and directors anyone of me I wouldn't walk up to anyone and talk to anyone. I wouldn't send emails and stuff like that. I was very happy to be in a bubble. Why do you think that is? What's the difference? No in idea. Absolutely no idea. I think, I think for me, I don't know, maybe it was kind of, maybe I felt like this other job would be easier. But yeah, but what I find interesting is you said you were, you were absolutely terrified. You performed on stage with 1,500 people yeah. and then that was, found that a breeze. Yeah, yeah. But this job was like, you were Intense, really worried man. about it, but yeah. that's the job you were you were going for. Be like, yeah, give it to me, give it to yeah, me, yeah, give it yeah, to yeah. me. I guess is that because there's always that thing as well, isn't there? If you want to, if you want to like improve, you have to make yourself feel uncomfortable. I guess you've got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to be able to grow as a person. But and stuff. Taking yourself out of your comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And do you know what? As well, like as I was saying, all my life I've been an actor. You know, all my life I've been seven people telling me I could do it, mm. and eventually going like no fuck it and I felt really guilty about this by the way my, my nan died and I felt really bad for her that I wasn't doing because she was like my number one fan mm. and I felt bad that I wasn't doing it for her anymore and I just said I need to do this job to get to get my head straight because you know bad sort of like mental health and stuff like that going on you know when mm. you're getting really unwell like mm. sort of worrying about this and that and about your job and stuff mm. just wanting to do this thing um, but yeah but then yeah of course it's just then you step into a job that you have no idea that you thought it would be easy but when you've been doing acting all your life and you found that relatively easy I mean I don't find it easy but you know it's a challenge and I like it and I enjoy it but I know what I'm doing in it I've learned I've been practicing it for years yeah, yeah. you know mm. 
So and then if you started doing it from that early age. That's you, it. You saw, you saw you've ever known. Exactly. It's, so it's then it was also getting there. a bit monotonous for me as well, I guess. And then so doing yeah. this was like a whole new thing for me. Mm, to yeah. say that I was doing, like, to say that I was, I was working, you know, helping run a pub full time for me was just so new, so crazy, so unlike me, and so sort of totally out of the theatre world. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I hadn't really had any experience of working in, you know, properly working in an environment where I wasn't surrounded by performers or, you know, creatives of all kinds of descriptions and mm. stuff. So that well, was a complete new thing. Working with craft there wasn't the sort of thing you do when you're five. No, no, so of course not. you can't not. really yeah, grow yeah. up doing it. No, no, no. I'm, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you proud of it? Were you proud that you took, you took, yeah. that, you took the plunge, as it were? Yeah, I was. Um, because we do get, we get that, like, we, we get, I, I, I've sort of stopped, I've thankfully stopped myself doing it now, but when you get, like, mates or people that you trained with or something like that, and, you, and, and, you know, they were great drama school or whatever, or you always really got on, you, you hear that they've left the industry. There's always that tendency to go, oh, that's a shame, and then you sort of go, who am I to say that? Because yeah, that might yeah. be exactly the right thing for that. That for that person, person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that might be exactly what that person needs. I mean, you can imagine the amount. I mean, I, I, I did get loads of people going, like, what? Mm. Really? You know, my, my girlfriend as well was just like, I don't really understand why you're doing it. And, mm. You know, she was awake at this point. She was awake at this point by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was before this morning, so. Fuck it, that's going to kill me. Uh, but yeah, we'll, no. we'll tag her in. <laughs> yeah, no, please do. Yeah, yeah. I'll tag everyone in. Tag everyone in the post. Tag, 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 tag. Um, but yeah, no, so. Yeah, she was very confused about it as well. I was kind of confused about what I was doing, but I, I and, and as bad as I felt that I had sort of turned my back on the theatre world and the mm. performance world, I was like, this is this is cool. This is something new. This is something where I don't have to, you know, where I can go home of an evening and and not have to think about, I don't know. I mean, because I'd always think about fucking, you know, what next mm. job can I get? Who should I message and stuff? I'd never do it. I was mm. just always sort of in my head, like, I just can't do it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was just a great experience but um it took its toll man like yeah especially being out of the industry and stuff and seeing posts of people doing it at the time first of all i was like you got fucking stupid carrying on doing it what's the point <laughs> do you know what i mean because i was like i was like, I was like you know fuck it, i don't want to do it i was going to ask you about that i was going to ask you whether there was there was always in your heart of hearts there was always something there of the of the industry of the, of the industry that you just left and because acting was such a such a part of your life from yeah, a very yeah, early yeah. age, that when you did take you did you did take that decision to change career, was there was there always that thing of like it's still there? I still need to. Well, you could go back to it to do it. Was the thing is, was I was always in the in the uh, pub. You know, I was always doing voices. I'm always you know doing all sorts of things. You know, everyone making people laugh. And, making people laugh and stuff yeah. like that. And everyone knew me as kind of like you know the performance. I thought, like, oh, why why don't you do it anymore? And I told them, I was like, this is what I'm doing now. I don't want to talk about what I was doing before and shit like that. But I'd still be performing every day. I mean, when you're working behind a bar, when you're a bloody manager, do you know what I mean? You got you got. You got to perform for everyone, you know. Yeah. And I was still doing that, but I guess I didn't really kind of realise it mm. at, at the same time. Um, so mm. yeah. And how long did it take for it to come to the fore again? That sort of need to go back into it. So it was like when uh, I opened up. So we opened up a new pub in Old Street, mm -hmm. and that was hard, man. That was mm. hard. You know, I got punched in the head on a Sunday night. On a Sunday night. Who, who goes out and gets that wrecked on a Sunday night and punches a fucking manager in the head? Anyway, you know, it's yeah. your own. Yeah, uh, sorry but, about that. Yeah, yeah. I no, won't do that much again. I if you're I listening, people might recognise that. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Managers of people too. Yeah. <laughs> save, we have feelings. Save violence for a Friday and Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Sunday, come on. Sabbath. Um, <laughs> Holy day. Yeah. Holy day. Um, so, yeah, no, and then it was just kind of, you know, the first week I did like a six, no, I did a 70 hour week opening that place up. That's and yeah, yeah, and I didn't really feel like, you know, we didn't really feel like we were getting that much, um, you know, the, the, the manager, like the owners and stuff like that, we didn't feel like we were kind of really being kind of thanked for it. There was no sort of, it was just kind of like we're doing our job kind of thing, you know. I was only, I was only earning, you know, a certain amount of money. We don't get any overtime or anything like that either. So when you're doing like 70 hour weeks on kind of like, you know, pitiful wage. So in terms of the lifestyle, 
the lifestyle as well, man. Because a lot of people change. A lot of people leave freelance life to earn more money, have a more regular wage, have regular hours, have their weekends, be able to take holiday, yeah, yeah, and have that. Luck time where yeah. you can actually it's contracted where you're allowed to go on holiday yeah, and yeah, you yeah. still get paid yeah, <laughs> your yeah, salary yeah. still gets there at the end of the month or yeah, whatever exactly, in the month yeah. you get more um, etc so <laughs> so were they not were they not benefits that you ever had doing that job no actually were, you, were was. you salaried or did you, yeah yeah so it was salary so it was salary that was that was that you was don't to figures or anything no 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 yeah yeah but it was it was salary and stuff you know was paying getting paid weekly then I sort of wanted to be paid monthly so that was even more of a kind of salary kind of experience um, uh, obviously we had our own we had holidays where you just uh, apply for holiday and mm-hmm. stuff and we was getting paid throughout that time so, so I still had that but you know when I was working at Ultra and stuff you would be working until three o'clock well half two in the morning on Saturday and you usually get out by about three but then you'd always mm-hmm. have a drink afterwards so you're not you know mm-hmm. you're probably not getting out until about four half four and then I lived uh, an hour and 20 minutes bus ride away from mm, there yeah. so I was getting back there and then I was be back at work at 2 o'clock the next day and the clientele that we were getting in there was just not for me at all it was, wasn't fun anymore punches yeah punches <laughs> not punches mate punches um, <laughs> so, I've been yeah. to a lot of craft places it was, a, it was one of the craft, craft chains yeah. 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 I've been to a lot of them and they're usually quite I mean, apart from the one that I know you worked in in, o- in Hoban, which had a, a very mixed yeah 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 that was yeah, clientele, but you're doing that you're doing that part of the yeah. same little city, don't you? You get a load of different people, but most of the ones out in the sticks, they're quite civilized. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> in my no. limited experience, well, of them. the one that I'm you wouldn't expect that you wouldn't expect them to be like yeah, but the one I'm in now where you'd have like full on punch ups. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm in now though is like a proper sort of you know craft beer bar and I sort yeah. of quite like doing that two days a week because I get to you know you get so to you still do it part time now still do it part time two days a week and, um, you know just you know, we'll get into what you're up to now yeah yeah sorry in, yeah. A, in a bit um, you got a really bad injury didn't you yeah yeah did that yeah. have an effect yeah, on you did, did that have an effect on you so, well, so you so what, what was the injury uh, so I um, was working on a so I was knackered as well so you got to think the night before I'd only had four hours sleep because I had to cover someone else mm. and stuff like that, and as you're expected to do. And you know, when you're working that hard as well, you just sort of go into a daze, you know what's going on. Um, but I was just, it was a Saturday, I was just going over to pour a drink, and there was a really thick glass, and I put it over on the side, went to go and pour the drink, and the glass just exploded in my hand. And as I closed my hand, a big shard of glass went into Oof. my tendon, um, and I, went to hospital and they they so you know they, they kind of stitch out there and then I had to have an operation get my tendon put back together and then uh, I had but that I mean it was a nice time as well because it was uh, two weeks over Christmas I had off paid which is uh, really nice it was my birthday as well um, but actually before that I had already kind of decided that I wanted to take a step down and maybe start getting back into stuff again in maybe a different capacity than I was before as well um, and when I got this I don't really believe in signs and you know fate and stuff like that <laughs> but it was like a blessing in disguise when it happened i was kind of like i think this is a sign for me to uh, get back to what i was doing before and i really am like in it so much more now as well because I, I kind of realized as well that i don't think i could ever do that sort of job again so what i'm doing now is kind of the only thing i'm going to be doing because it's all i want to do mm. And it kind of, I took that nine months or eight months to, to kind of reiterate that for me, which is brilliant. Um, so now it's kind of like, there, there are things that I don't like about it now, that still, you know, about mm. the job. But fuck me, I'm far happier doing this and experiencing this life than I am the other. But you've, you've, you've come back into it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've come back into it with a slightly different perspective, haven't you? Because you've, you've, re, you've retrained and learned some different skills. I have, you? yeah. Yeah. So I guess before, you know, the, when, you're, when you're sort of, coming from drama school and stuff you sort of feel like well equipped to kind of do what you what, what you kind of want to do which is mm-hmm. you know work in theatre and then hopefully you know TV and film and stuff I know people sort of want to just work in theatre or film but you know you want to do something like a whole spectrum I think mm-hmm. especially sorry don't know why it's a collapse <laughs> but yeah it's, it's a hot you. day we're really short so, so. I'm not I've got, I've got full jeans full jeans <laughs> and the black t-shirt yeah, yeah. It absorbs the light <laughs> goes with my pale, pale skin. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yes. What was I saying? 
Uh, <laughs> we were sort of getting on to what you're up to now. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But how you're... Oh, so you were talking about um, drama school makes you feel like well-equipped. Yeah, I think you do. I think you feel like, you know, well-equipped to do the theatre thing. Mm. You know, you know you've got to learn some more and stuff like that. But then, I should have mentioned that before I I quit and sort of did the pub stuff, I was doing audio books from home. I met this guy um, who's one of my friend's parents um, who was into, you know, voiceovers and stuff. He said, you've got a great voice. Uh, hello everyone um, <laughs> and said would you this is a great show yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, said would you would you like to uh, do some voiceover stuff for me and this my business and starting a new business for basically doing corporate voiceovers said yeah and he great. mentioned about audio books told me about the sort of equipment I'd need to get to do it got all the equipment so thought, thought well fuck me this is brilliant because mm. you know I get to be at home and sort of work from home with my voice and do silly things in, in you know my room in my pants <laughs> so you know not get ready and then sort of get paid for it and I did you know and I, as soon it's as everyone's I, dream yeah he's yeah. <laughs> we're actually um, in our pants right now yeah that's <laughs> <yes>, we are <laughs> well, whose room are we in <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that to the audience <laughs> uh, yeah no so, uh, so then I put my show reel up my voice reel up online which I got done uh, I, you know I, I want to get another one now but you know it got me as soon as someone heard it for half an hour I put it up on ATX and I just got a message from this guy in America just saying uh, oh I really like your voice um, do you fancy doing some public domain work um, and I said yeah uh, not telling him of course that I'd never recorded anything in my life obviously um, and was like yeah more than happy to you know um, and yeah so basically I got a few jobs doing that and I was learning as I was going so if you listen to some of the first ones of, uh, of that I terrible I mean I don't know what levels are I don't know you know I don't know what clipping is or I mean I could go into all sorts of bloody things but yeah but I was getting paid to learn but also I was in my room all the time mm -hmm. and I was waking up in my room doing stuff in my, you know doing that in my room and going to bed in my room yeah, and not yeah. going out and so that was another reason why <laughs> I wanted to go to work full-time to see people mm. and that's why I've got yeah, like that kind of medium now where I'm doing two days a week and then doing mm. the rest of the home but as you were saying new skills mm. I decided to do. I, I was. Uh, I'd had. I had a few to drink one night, mm -hmm. and I was on the old computer at mm. two o'clock in the morning, and uh, I just saw this um, uh, motion capture course. It was called the MoCap Mo Academy, and it's something I've always wanted to do. I mean, voiceovers. You know, for video games, is something I, I am obsessed with. Video games, anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean. Um, you know, if I didn't like being outside so much in the sun, uh, I'd just be indoors all day, curtains closed, you know, like a gremlin with like cheesy perfs. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's what I wanted to, uh, that's what I really wanted to do. And I was, uh, it's, you know, quite expensive. I mean, you can look online and see how expensive it was for a two day course, but you know, I was a bit pissed and I was like, Google MoCap Academy and yeah, see yeah. how much kids spend on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it, I'll do Your it. eyes will water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, this is all money that I saved up as well to, to, to sort of fucking help me oh, through this time, it was isn't it? For. it was yeah, exactly. Be, but I was saying, if I didn't, if I was sober and I, I, you know, I was so bloody frugal, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> so you actually like booked the course. I booked when the course. Pissed. I was saying this is like the most. This is the this is the most expensive piss up. That I, think I thought had. it was just a. I'm gonna do that. No, no. The I next booked day it you followed it. up, but no, no that's man. brilliant. I woke up. I woke up the next day, like oh, you know, kind of peeling myself off the uh, mm. off the the bed, uh, dribble everywhere and stuff like. What's well, Sandra Keith like? What have I done? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, looking at him. How much did I spend on it? <laughs> see, yeah. I feel like that. It's probably never as much as that, but when you see your Uber receipt from the night before, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I know, you know it. Well, also, yeah. you live miles away from anywhere, so. I do, well, on a Friday, Saturday, the uh, Central Line night tube goes all the way, so. There you are. Joke's on you. <laughs> That's a tangent. <laughs> but, um, That'll be cut. Um, but yeah, no, so. Oh, yeah, so I did this thing and it was amazing. I learned so many new skills and stuff, learned about, you know, the motion capture side, the performance capture side. Got loads of footage from it. It was taught by a guy called Neil Newburn, who is in loads of video games um, and so, uh, stuff. Is so. the footage like fully rendered with so or do, do no, they do like side by side? So they show you moving in the bodysuit and then they show what it what yeah, well, it's, and stuff. Or? So it's um, you get all sorts of footage from it. To be honest, you get it kind of like handheld cameras. You also get it in the volume as well. So it's done at the it's done at the um, the Imaginarium at, in Elin Studios. Yeah. Um, Andy Serkis's, uh, you know, uh, mocap studios, obviously. Mm. Um, so yeah, so you've got, you know, you're wearing the suit. You've got all of the 
most of the footage of you kind of rendered down into a you know graphic, I guess. Um, and also as well, you get handheld um, uh, film following you around everywhere as well, as well as like there's four cameras everywhere as well. So you know you've got about you know as much as like you know you're learning everything as well. So it's like eight in the morning till like six o'clock at night as well, which is great for two days of the weekend. And uh, you, but then also as well, you're getting all of this footage as well, even when you're learning after learning so much about it as well yeah and obviously you have to get it kind of edited yourself but you get about two hours of footage from it and it wow. was great to, I so mean, you know, I, you've got a ready-made reel I've just done there. a I've just done a finished it Brilliant. I, did, I had to learn a new skill which is editing yeah um, uh, didn't you know after spending that I didn't have any money to you pay you've so. done audio editing uh, so yeah, I've done audio. Editing. Mm. Yeah, it's similar when you're doing video, it's just with movie pictures. Yeah, of course, so, uh, yeah. But a little more complicated. Of course, yeah, but it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? When you're trying to, like, you know, edit uh, any kind of visual thing, you know, unless you've kind of had any experience of, like, watching, kind of, I don't know, a lot of films or showreels anyway, and understand the kind of flow of films, you know, especially to music, it's very difficult. Yeah. It took me days to get into it. But now I've got it, and it's there. I, do, I you know, I haven't sent it out anywhere yet because I'm kind of getting it okay by people I'll probably show you guys afterwards and you can you're waiting until this uh, podcast goes viral and yeah, then you're going to do it off the back of this that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do yeah it gave me a fire to do something else you know put, put a fire in my belly um, it's given me so much to, to think about and do um, but also now as well I'm getting you know getting really into theatre again you know I'm really interested in sort of like reading plays and performing and sort of just using my voice where I can you know going to see shows you know I want to get into theatre again I want to get mm. into film again but you know having these other things like voiceovers and you know the possible uh, jobs of like mocap performance capture you know is, is astounding you know and that is exactly what I'm doing this time I'm like yeah I'm going to do it Gonna do it. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's just like yeah, just you're just that, constantly sorry. adding strings to your bow. Absolutely. Absolutely, all the time. And that's the thing you've got. You've got to do it, any aspect of freelance life. Like you, 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 by and large, you've got to be multi-skilled. I just just to fast, satisfy my own curiosity. What's yeah. the difference between motion capture and performance capture? So motion capture is uh, your body, I guess, the body movement, mm -hmm. and performance capture is your face and hands. I uh, see. Right. So, okay. Motion capture. So you tend to find a lot of the time that mocap performers are trained in uh, a martial art. Mm -hmm. They're trained in kind of you know gun training and stuff like that to mm -hmm. be able to hold weapons properly. You know weapon train, any sort of weapon training. Um, dance a lot of the time. You know um, a lot of uh, people on uh, you know the video game of uh, Planet of the Apes were actually performers. I think the guy who played the gorilla was actually a, a dancer. Sorry. Wow. Because um, they have to move so gracefully. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried. I gave it a go. I've got it on my showreel. Mm. I just did my showreel. Um, <laughs> um, so, but you know, that's that's the kind of thing that you know he kind of said. You know, if you want to get into this thing, into mocap, you have to start thinking about other things other than you got to start thinking about your body a bit more. Um, I think I'm quite in tune with my body, but I'm not into any sort of martial art and stuff right. like that. I want to try it. But that's kind of very, I think it's quite difficult to get into, but it also pays a lot less than performance capture. And then performance capture, well, it's a daily rate anyway, but then performance capture, you, yeah, you're just basically performing as if you were on film, TV, or a theatre. And is there anything you have to do technically that you have to be bigger so the camera picks up, or does it pick up subtlety? Or it's, uh, it, it picks up so much subtlety now. Right. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, you used to as well have to have the uh, dots on your face. Yeah. Um, but now the, the you don't anymore. No, uh, not not most of the time. Uh, a lot of the time. Um, well, I mean, some of the time I think you do still. I mean, obviously I'm not an expert at it, but you know we did it without the face, without the dots on the face yeah. and stuff. You might still have to do it uh, a lot of the time. I'm not too sure about that. You know, maybe ten out, but yeah, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. There's, um, I don't think you have to, because he definitely didn't tell us to kind of really give it, go you big, know, go big go on the face. Because yeah. yeah, now you, there's a lot of videos out, especially with Andy Serkis's face, kind of showing you the subtleties of performance capture mm -hmm. now, um, and it's necessary for for games like you know Hellblade. I don't know if you saw that won loads of awards at the BAFTA Game Awards, you know, right, yeah. and that is so real on her face. Yeah. There was a game um, came out a few years ago now, and I feel like it was possibly one of the first that really used performance capture to its mm. fullest. And it was La Noire. Do you remember that one? And yeah, you were a detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had to, t you, there was, you had to like interview people and find out if they check if they were lying and stuff. And it oh, would yeah. have been all down to the subtlety of just like a little mouth twitch or an eyebrow raise and that's it kind yeah of, yeah uh, well that was like you know that's that's performance capture that's because you could see the bodies were kind of not well 
the, the graphics weren't kind of up to date then, but the faces, the faces were just so real, real, yeah. And yeah, that's performance capture. Mm. And you know, it's, it's going from strength to strength to strength. You know, they're using it in films so much. Um, and you know, and it's always combined with uh, a voice, uh, a voiceovers as well, because a lot of the time when you're in the volume, which is what they call the bit in, you know, um, that they film the motion capture stuff, performance capture stuff in, a lot of the time your voice isn't heard. So they re- they, dub, so it they dub it over. With... Is it usually the performer's own voice or not? They... Not a lot. Do you know what? Not not much. You you might have about four performers for one character. <laughs> so you might get. Wow. So uh, so for instance. They had um, so there's a film called Kingsglaive. Uh, it was, it was the new Final Fantasy film, Kingsglaive or whatever. Okay. Um, so that the guy Neil Newman who taught me, he played the main character, like all the movement stuff, did all everything with it. Um, but the skin was a model that they so you can get paid for that as well, which is they basically put you in a big room with all these cameras and they'll just get a total 360 picture of you and then they'll just put it on as a skin on any. Um, wow. computer thing wow. and then as well it wasn't his voice it was Aaron Paul's voice from, oh, of course it was yeah. so, and he was like well you know that happens sometimes yeah. so you've got three people doing one thing but also you might be if you're, especially if you're doing mocap and mm. also performance capture and voiceovers yeah, you might be playing 30 characters or something like that as one person you might be playing mm-hmm. 30 different characters and yeah. you've got to try and differentiate between all those so I think it's such a new challenge you know, it's such a, a new world for me that I've never really experienced before. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm just so bloody interested in it. Yeah. Now. So has that given you a, a new found energy to yeah. really, yeah. It's given me a new found energy in, in everything. In, in, a, in everything. In everything. Like in, you know, so I did a, a fantastic workshop yesterday with um, Michael Corbidge of, uh, he's a voice coach of the RSC. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, it was a brilliant thing. It was with a priest as well, and we were sort of performing biblical text. Um, wow! Yeah, it was really cool. Um, uh, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't any kind of like pushing any sort of religious agenda on anyone. But it was, it, you know, it's great to learn about all these stories and perform it. And mm-hmm. before, you know, I was quite an ignorant kid and stuff. Even at drama school, you know, stuff like that. I'd kind even of even now. Like, yeah, exactly. Even now, <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to get better, but yeah. Um, like just thinking about uh, thinking back into like those workshops and stuff I'd always be thinking about something I'd rather do mm. for some reason yeah. there was never the design to do it I just sort of wanted mm. to be on stage but yesterday you know uh, and I've taken the thing now which I've said I will take every opportunity that is, that is shown to me now I will always take that opportunity because I never know what it's going to be like before I'd be like well, I'd rather do something else you know, it was really sunny yesterday if I, when I was younger I would have been like I'm not going to go do that for mm. two hours I'm going to go and Sit, you know, so well, like, cans yeah, play video, games, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but you know, now, so that yesterday I was just so into it, you know, and, and giving a hundred percent in a workshop like that just makes you kind of appreciate, makes you makes you excited, makes you want to learn, makes the time go so quick, and you learn so much, you get so excited, you want to use it in different things, you know, and that's what this has shown me now, the the motion capture thing. It's showing me to sort of like be open and explore every kind of aspect of of theatre you can. To really, I don't know, enjoy what you do. So instead of what I was doing before, trying to live my life alongside theatre and trying to do it in spite of theatre, I'm trying to do it at the same time and try and make theatre as like something that I really enjoy and, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm excited by. So that's what I'm doing now. That's brilliant. So yeah. you feel like you've taken the the lifestyle that is required and you've made it work. Yeah, for you definitely. You made it adapt and work for you. Yeah, I definitely Brilliant. think so. But I, you know, still waiting to get a job yet. So well, <laughs> you mentioned you still, you're still working like a couple of days a week. Just That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money going money there, money going money. there after after this actually. And is right. that is that That's flexible as well? Like, say you did get yeah. something. I mean, he. Yeah, I mean, the, the you know, I've like you know, yesterday I had to do the that that workshop and stuff and I couldn't work yesterday and I've let him know when I can't do like the odd days and stuff like that and kind of going you know going away or something but yeah he, he tends to be quite quite good with it I don't know what would happen if I say got like a full-time job and uh, you know if I got into any sort of uh, production yeah uh, I don't know what happened then but at the moment cross that bridge pretty sweet man it. yeah and you know and it also gives me more week my weekends as well so mm. I'm, I'm always work so I'm working every Thursday and Friday really yeah um, and it's most maybe it's in the days, maybe it's in the evening and stuff. I'm only working those two days, and I've got the weekends as well. There's me time, mm. which is what I try to do. You know, try and get out to the countryside, have a nice pint or something like that. You know, go for a walk, do all the things you want to do, really. And then in the week, I just 
fucking sit there and I just try and do everything I can, like making those showreels, you know, try to learn about voiceovers, trying to learn about this and that. It's all about, I think as well, you know, as I say, I've got a new work ethic now and a discipline to want to do this rather than mm. having to do it. See, you need the passion. You can't just, yeah. if you're trying to force yourself to do something exactly. and it, it does just become work. But this is what I'm saying. If you've got a, if you have the desire to do something else, if it's really, you've really got that desire to do something else and it's pissing you off that much, then fucking do it. Yeah. Because the, at, at the end of the day, this industry is staying around. You know, it's waiting around for you and it's going to be just as hard when you come back, unfortunately. It's still going to be as competitive and stuff. And I really don't think that if, you take six months out of it, you know, most of the time anyway, especially if you were in my position before, if you take six months out of it to do what you think you want to do, you know, the only thing that can happen is you realise it's something you ain't going to do. You know, if anything, it might make you happier. It might make you realise that there are more things in life you want to do. Yeah. For me, it went the other way. And it was perfect. I would never change those eight months out. I'd never do it. And that was the only eight months out I've had out of acting since I was eight. So you can imagine what that sort of did for me. Mm. Yeah. Keith? Nice one. Thank you. Yeah, nice cheers. It's been, been great. Enlightening. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, friends. Free Glance Podcast is produced and presented by Andy McLeod and Andrew Hollingworth. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Free Glance Pod. And like and subscribe on all your usual podcast outlets. If you have any thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at freeglancepod at gmail.com. See you next time. Stay free. Massive thank you this week to the lovely people at New Diorama Theatre for giving us their garden studio to record in. Check out what they're up to. They've got brilliant season coming up. Check them out at www.newdiorama.com and at New Diorama on Twitter and all the usual social medias. Thanks.